TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to the show. Not sure that Aaron Rodgers should be rushing back to play for this Jets team. Welcome. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. <laughs> New morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. Listen, you can blame everything on Zach Wilson. He was bad last night. The offense is atrocious. I've never seen a team that is this imbalanced, where the defense is this good at holding good quarterbacks, Perloff, to very pedestrian games, and the offense is just so bad and cannot, once you have a one-score lead on the Jets, it's over unless the defense is actually making takeaway, having takeaways or scoring on special teams. Like, it's just dreadful. It, it is Awful. And Zach Wilson actually put up okay numbers last night, but that doesn't really show what's happening here. He's taking so many sacks. He's just got to get rid of the ball. Now, here's what I do want. And I I don't think the Jets are good at all. Yeah. If Rodgers returns, there is something weird about this schedule. I mean, he he likes glory, right, Aaron Rodgers? He could look like the savior because... They are facing nothing but struggling teams throughout the rest of the season for the most part. They are a struggling team. They are definitely a struggling team, but... They, they could get a win at Vegas and Aiden O'Connell. I'd say sit out that Buffalo game. But then if he wants to come back, Miami's dying to lose a game to the Jets. You know, the Jet, Miami's not played well against good defenses, and the Jets might crunch that team. He could get a lot of glory out of this whole situation. Aaron Rodgers could be the white knight who gets him to the playoffs, and that's a great story. That's a great feather in Rodgers' cap. So let's hit it. Here is what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Never know with this guy. Last night at the game, not using a cart to walk through the like lengthy tunnel to the stadium, to the locker room, whatever. He's on the sideline throwing, doing the three-step drops and then throwing the ball. So that obviously is like catnip to everybody. And after the game, we can't play the sound because it's just not clear enough, but it is when you listen to it like on your phone, which is Derwin James coming up to Rodgers after the game and saying, when are you coming back? And he says, in a couple weeks. Now, maybe he's just saying that to an opponent or whatever. <laughs> maybe that, I don't know. But it definitely is making the rounds now that if if that is the timeline, so we're looking at, what, mid-December that Rodgers is well, back? I mean, well, you're saying a couple weeks he meant vaguely a two weeks is uh, Friday, November 24th is their game in two weeks. That's he meaning a couple weeks. Like, ah, I you guess know, a couple is a two, few. right? A few is three. So they, again, I mentioned they go to the Raiders, to the Buffalo Bills. Then on Black Friday, they play Miami. And that's a huge game. It's on Prime, but there'll right. be lots of eyeballs. Who likes lots of eyeballs, Maggie? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. 
Mr. Find the Camera. And if Tua keeps on doing his Tim Tebow impersonation against that Jets defense, that could be a win. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is smart. You know, the thing about this Achilles injury is it's not just rehabbing it. Will he have the mental confidence to be secure on his feet there? To I, trust it. To trust it. And when you know when you play with an injury, you risk causing other injuries. So it is a little complicated. My buddy, Dr. Rock Positano, who I talk about all the time, he did Vinny Tessaverdi's Achilles tear. And he said Vinny never trusted his back foot and it ruined his career. So if Aaron Rodgers comes back, would he be Aaron Rodgers? Well, behind this offensive line, you're basically yep. roadkill. So yep. I don't care who you are, whether you're Zach Wilson and you're 24 and you spry or you're Aaron Rodgers and you're 39. But Zach Wilson doesn't get rid of the ball. He does not throw the ball within two seconds. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I would assume, will throw the ball away. Yeah, but I think you, if you're a defensive front, you're roughing him up, taking a couple, maybe roughing the passer calls early mm. in the game just to try to get into his head a little bit. I mean, you're <sighs> going to be able to get home on this Jets defensive uh, offensive line. Look at it. Look at this person here. You know, you're going to take a couple of legal hits on there. I'm just saying, guys. I'm not bounty gate over okay. here. I, I'm just I, saying. I, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you are offering five hundred dollars yeah. to a Bills defender to take a shot I'm at Aaron Rodgers' leg. Yeah, I'm the no, new I, Buddy Ryan. Me. No, I'm not. Uh, I, I, you I'm, should be. That's awesome. <laughs> I have more respect for you now than ever. Because I want to come in and take out Aaron Rodgers. Of you just said not. that with a straight face. I mean, listen, you if you're an opposing defense, you're going to take a shot at Aaron Rodgers. This is an NFL legend right now. You're going to take his legs out? <laughs> like Next the uh, Bronco defensive coordinator, Maggie Gray. Yeah, Maggie's <laughs> the new line of defensive coordinators. Analytical, you know, not big. <laughs> that's what the Saints, by the way, ironically did to Brett Favre. Uh, maybe that's in your head. That The Bounty Gate game, they took out Favre's legs. It was so cheap. So, guys, you're making me out like I'm some kind of hockey goon or something. I'm yeah. just telling you what's going to happen. I'm, I'm not saying you're it's the Vic right. Fangio of the show. Like, <laughs> no, I love it. My favorite coach of all time is Buddy Ryan. He put a bounty on the opposing kicker of the Cowboys. You put a bounty on a kicker, this is how you win football games. Let's bring it back 1980s style. You know, gr- those greatest hits videos. That's, that's the kind of football I want to see. Thank you, Maggie. Got inspired here. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. And sorry, Rogers. Uh, But no, he knows this more than anybody. So he's going to get rid of the ball. Well, yeah, he could take. He's he will get rid of the ball. But again, it's to me, it's it's crazy for him to think he's not going to get hurt again. And I'm not wishing for that. Believe me, I'm not wishing for that. Aaron Rodgers in the league makes our job much more fun. Like I'm rooting for my job more than anything. And it makes it a lot more interesting if Aaron Rodgers is a part of the season. I just am very dubious that he's going to be able to stay healthy. That offensive line absolutely stinks. And the offense is not good. And maybe Rodgers makes up for all of that, but maybe not. I I just think a lot of people have to wear this here with the Jets, and Rodgers is one of them. I mean... First of all, he's running the show. They probably could have had another quarterback who could have come in to maybe right the ship, but either Rodgers didn't want him to, or they were trying to tiptoe around Rodgers that they didn't want to bring someone else into the building. And look at where it's gotten them. I think it's two months too late for that take. We had to say, and we did. I think you had to say that in week one. Four plays in, he gets hurt immediately. Everyone's speculating who's going to come in. I mean, they could have gotten. They easily could have gotten a Ryan Tannehill type or somebody, or they could have pulled the trigger and tried to send a first-round pick for Kirk Cousins. There's a million things they could have done, and they did none of them. Well, they could have gotten Josh Dobbs last I, week. Well, that is too little too late. I don't think that would have made a difference. Or another backup quarterback. Who would have been better? How can we say it was too late? I mean, the Viking season looked dead okay. last week when they when when Kirk Cousins went down. 
They went to Atlanta. They won a game. They're seventh they in the NFC. They went to Atlanta. Right. But, like, they now have hope. Like, you look at their rest of the season, you say, you know what? The Vikings are in a position where they look like they can make the playoffs. Like, and you're talking about the Jets have, like, an easy-ish schedule right. on paper now. There are. I'm not saying it's easy because I don't think they're going to be favored in a lot of these games. But they're winnable. And last night, quite frankly, might have been winnable. Now, maybe the Chargers were just playing the game they were in, right? They knew they didn't have to do anything fancy. You get up a couple scores, you're going to win that game. Um, But maybe not. Like, maybe with that defense, if you had just a better offense and somebody able to distribute the ball a little better than Zach Wilson, you might be looking at, you know, having a game at home. Chargers team's not awesome. Maybe you win that game. Maybe you keep your hopes alive a little more in the wild card. Well, Okay, back to Josh Ops for a second. Sure. How many games do you think he's going to win there? Do you think that they're going to go to the playoffs all of a sudden? He's won two games his entire career, and they they beat these NFC South teams. Everyone's becoming heroes playing these terrible NFC South teams. I, listen, the Vikings have a lot of easy games, so do the Jets. But the, the, this formula is not going to beat a really good team. And even if you do get to 9-8, and eight, they might get to 9-8 and eight because they have a who's who of bad quarterbacks around the league coming sure. up. It's, does it really mean anything? Well, again, if you're holding the fort for Aaron Rodgers, and if that yeah. was always the thought to begin with, then you're not asking potentially Josh Dobbs to win you a playoff game. You're asking Josh Dobbs, can you beat Atlanta? Can you beat Houston at home? Can you beat the Washington Commanders? Can we go to New England and win that game? You know, like New England's going to be in play for the number one overall pick. Yeah, I'll tell you, Zach Wilson could easily win those games. Zach Wilson can't easily do anything. Zach Wilson cannot beat the Patriots. It's Zach been Wilson fifteen times in a row. He's never beaten them. He's beaten he got the Bills down to, and can't beat the Patriots. He got down to the last drive, the last time they played, and the Patriots are far worse now. Saying uh, Zach Wilson could easily do anything yeah. is wild to me. I don't know if he can easily tie his own shoes. They just with the way he played quarterback. You have to understand. If I told you, you guys, that the day Aaron Rodgers got hurt, that the Jets would be four and four, you everybody in this room would have taken it times a thousand. That this has been a miraculous season in some ways. I know, They've but, won four games. But Perloff, that was also when, and again, I'm still dubious of it. But that was also when Aaron Rodgers talking about coming back from his Achilles sounded like the most fanciful ridiculous thing of all time. And now we're sitting here and it is mid-November and it sounds like maybe he is really planning to come back. I also think last year kind of paints a different picture. If you told me that without me having any knowledge of last year, I would say, okay, I understand. But remember, the Jets got off to a fast start last year with Zach Wilson playing this, you know, half-assed football. Right. And I saw what happened, that they can survive for, you know, four, five, six, seven weeks. But once the weather gets colder, defenses get more tendencies, the the whole ship falls apart. So I saw what happened last season, and they couldn't survive that. So I think if you told me just were in four and four, I would have said, "Great, who's the quarterback that they brought in?" Because they can't. They're not going <laughs> to get to the finish line with Zach Wilson. I saw them last year struggle down the stretch. They just beat the Eagles three weeks ago with Zach Wilson. They're right, gonna but win. He, he didn't score a touchdown that game. I under- <laughs> no, listen, I'm well aware, but they they're going to win despite Zach Wilson, or they have four wins now. Do what's what's the point of bringing a limbo quarterback to win eight games? Maybe you lose out and you get Marvin Harrison to join this squad next year, and then you have an all Ohio State receiving core. That's not bad. I don't know. I think you you end up a little bit more in the middle, you know, because you are still going to win some games. Just not you're not going to win I, enough games to get the playoffs. You're not going to lose enough games to get the top three pick. Well, I don't know if Harrison you, I don't need if I don't know if you need top three to get. I mean, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks. But that being said, this could go either way. Would you be totally shocked if they just completely imploded from here on out? Yeah, I think the defense is a little too good. Let, let's hear some sound, shall we? Here is Robert Sala, the Jets' head coach, rejecting the notion that Zach Wilson is regressing. 
I, I don't know if you could say step back. You know, there's like I said, there's it's all encompassing. Like, um, you know, obviously he's going to want some things that he he wishes he could have done better. Um, uh, you know, we from from protection to, to, to it's just a little bit of everything. So uh, just searching for answers here. Get, here's Garrett Wilson on the offensive struggles. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Coach, you know, definitely ain't good enough. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't do the moral victories, none of that. In week one, week three, we ain't, we ain't been good enough in, in um, on the offensive side of the ball this year. And and um, we can we can keep saying close, or we can we can go out there and put it on you know on the field on Sunday. And, and you know that's that's what needs to happen. It's, 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 you know, I hate talking about it. You know, we have another opportunity on Sunday. Um, we got to go do it. You know, I, I'm answering the question, but I hate talking about it. We got to go do it. Yeah, there you go. A little muffled, but you got the gist. Yeah, it's funny to see Garrett Wilson all fired up in yesterday's game. Because he, we had him on in the Super Bowl twice now, right? Yep. Seems like the nicest kid in the world wanted to fight last night. He is obviously starting to feel this lack of offensive production. I mean, that's the thing also the locker room fracturing, not that anyone cares about the Jets locker room, but it's like, what is Rodgers walking back into? And him coming to these games, throwing a couple passes pregame, then getting on a private jet back to California to go rehab and rinse and repeating all of that, I don't think is enough to keep everybody from scrapping at each other and fighting with each other. I know what I better not hear today. I better not see eight on on McAfee talking yeah. about you know what? Zach Wilson did a lot of things right, and it's everybody's fault in this team. Like it's, I, I better not see that today. If eight goes on McAfee and talks about Zach Wilson doing the right things, yeah. and that the problems go beyond Zach Wilson, I may break my TV. Like <laughs> I, he, he better not do it. This is EJ. Forgive EJ. So this is a tough spot that he's been in the last couple of days. The Miami Hurricanes didn't score a touchdown over the weekend. Now the Jets stink. And he made one crucial, critical, just egregious error in judgment. Yeah. When last night Perloff offered him essentially courtside seats to see his beloved New York Knicks, and he turned them down to watch the Jets yeah. on Monday night. Yeah, I'm a little baffled by it. You know the Jets are terrible, right, EJ? <laughs> like, you're aware of this fact. Look, I, I, I tried to give my team good mojo. Like, the Jets are in a playoff race. The Knicks, as much as I love them, and I'm an NBA fan first, it's early in the season. Also, Julius Randle had been putting up spring tour dates for field goal percentages. Yeah. He'd been shooting three <laughs> for 20, four for 24s. I didn't think me being there was going to be good for him or the team. Okay. So I said, you know what? Let me prioritize the Jets and prioritize the show, knowing that this was going to lead the show. I mean, just bad decision making from a, a, a capable producer, but, but flawed logic and flawed thinking is you are the person who is is helping us steer the ship. I mean, the other part, too is you didn't know exactly where the seats were. That was the big thing. And I think that's a question. Now, we we have a poll question. Now, I'll update the poll question because we asked simply, is it tacky to ask when you're invited to a sporting event where the seats are? So I love that you thought Perloff, with Perloff, with Andrew Perloff, McLovin himself, that you'd be sitting in the nosebleeds. Do you not know Perloff knows people in high places? No, I I was actually trying to be true to myself. My thing was, look, I know there's a chance, given where I've seen Perloff sit before, that he has really good seats. But I say, you know what? If I wouldn't sit with him in the nosebleeds, I can't say I'm going to sit with him <laughs> in, at courtside. That had to, I had to be true to that. So I'd say, you know what? doesn't matter where they are. I'm not going to go. So 67, 62% say no, it is not tacky to ask where the seats are. 
37% say yes, it is. So I guess they're saying I should have asked the question. Well, yeah, but you should have put two and two together here. It's a Knicks-Clippers game. It's not Steph Curry wasn't in town. LeBron wasn't in town. Do you think I'm going to the top row to watch a Knicks-Clippers fifth <laughs> no, game well, of the season on a Monday heckle, night? Heckle Harden. Listen, James Harden was going to be in the building. I did want to see Harden. So I, I definitely could have understood you wanted to be close enough to throw a hot dog at James Harden. I could have seen that. Yeah, and it was actually really fun to watch the Clippers because as a middle-aged basketball player, to see another bunch of middle-aged guys <laughs> trying to run out there against the Knicks. Made you I'm, feel better? Yeah, the Clippers are they're in trouble, by the way. Can we just talk about it? They have no idea how to share that. Bat. I, Ty Lu has the hardest job in basketball to integrate James Harden to a Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi. Ty Lue didn't want to be there. Remember, he was trying to get, let him out of his contract yeah. to get a different job, and they were like, no, you can't interview for the Lakers job. Yeah, it uh, just got harder. But e- EJ, and I, you should see my – did I tell you guys about my Eagles tickets? Not to brag. These Knicks tickets were nice. The Eagles tickets were deluxe. Is that right? Oh, my were gosh. You, what, 20 rows up? We were – we – Probably a little higher than that, so we could see everything. But it was it was in the fancy section for sure. I mean, I've sat in the nosebleeds at the links, and I know how much of a distance is, it is <laughs> to the lower level. So if you were oh, sitting down ter- there, oh, you did that. That's terrifying. Oh, it, it, I was talking to Carlos about it yesterday. That was probably the most scary experience I've oh, had yeah, going yeah. to an oh, event. Fear for your life. Yeah, and I was not rooting for either team. No. I, I had connections to the team that they were playing against. My brother worked for the Vikings at the time, but. I wasn't wearing Vikings gear, no. but I felt bad. There was a Vikings guy that was sitting in our section, and I knew the night was going to be scary because the guy tries to come across and try to sit in his seat, and they're telling my family, don't let the guy sit. Don't let the guy sit. Let him Make him stand yeah. in, the, in, the, in the aisle. I was yeah. like, these people are crazy up here. Yeah, no, that's that's a bad place to be. Even I will say that as an Eagles fan, <laughs> I'm I'm to the point where now I'll go with the fancy. I, where's the family section? I'm actually asked, are we in the family section heading up to the game? You want to be there with all the wives and girlfriends? Um, so again, the poll: when you're invited to a sporting event, is it tacky to ask where the seats are? I like some of the responses here. This one from Tommy says it could be asked in an innocent way, like, "Yeah, I'm in. Where are we sitting?" <laughs> See, I, I, I thought about that response, but then I would have to commit to being in once Perloff said we're in 412. And I would have said, oh, then I'd say, actually, yeah. no, I'm not feeling great. I don't know. That <laughs> you got to shampoo your hair. You know? Yeah, that would have looked a little suspect. By the way, the garden, she, the high up seats of the garden are great. I don't, there's not, that's a great arena. There's yeah, not the a lot of bad seats. The, bar, the high up at Barclays is a disaster. Don't um, go there. Jim Cullen says, not at all. It's not tacky. It helps to properly prepare for the weather, the wind, the sun. <laughs> this, oh, this was yeah. not oh, football. I was like, did you not yeah. know this was indoors? <laughs> Th- this was not. You couldn't use it for this one, but uh, well, no, no, that's another thing. You know, I'm not going to have a seat that's in the sun. No, Perloff would. Melt. Are you kidding me? I, <laughs> I've been to some. There was one time I was at a college football game that was directly in the sun. There's nothing worse than sitting at a football game in the sun. It's it's not a pleasant experience. Well, and also because college football games last uh, seven eight hours, so <laughs> yeah. you're really in there. Uh, let's go to the phones. Eight five five two one two four CBS. James is in Modesto, California. Good morning, James. How are you? Good morning. Uh, I was just calling late. You guys know I survived barely this weekend going to Las Vegas. The wife and I went. We enjoyed it. We had a great time. I told you we were going to knock the snot out of the Giants. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, I'm telling you, brother, you do not want to come to this game. I don't know if you saw the post game, but, uh, you know, that team is celebrating. They're on a high right now. The fans are on a high right now. You don't want to step foot on that field. Wow. Uh, he, he will definitely be there. I will bet you. 
He's definitely going to be a sideline in Vegas. There's a thousand percent chance. Oh, definitely. He's not going to play in the game. game. But James had called in the day that Josh McDaniels got fired and you were celebrating because you and your wife are both Raider fans and you were kind of teetering like, man, I'm out on this season. I just can't watch any more Josh McDaniels. And now you're all the way back in. But James, I I think anybody, you and I could have been coaching the Raiders last week. They were winning that game just because McDaniels was gone. Right. And I'll tell you what, this next one's going to be the same way. I'm, I'm looking for tickets again. We want to go again. Look at We're you. heading back. I want to drive again. We want to go again. The Jets are done. I'm telling you what, it's going to be the same result. We ain't going to have to look back during kickoff. It's all the way. Raiders, we're coming back. Look out, NFL. I'm telling you, don't lay low on the Raiders. You better watch out. Here come the Raiders. Raiders! (laughs) James, I hope you find those tickets, man. I'm so all in. It's not just the players who are happy that Josh McDaniels got fired and they're celebrating and smoking cigars in the locker room. You got James doing victory laps. You see the joy that James had? All because of Josh McDaniels won, but also they got rid of that bum Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they saw their mistake. He said, yeah. you know what? We got to change. Like imagine the Jets would have seen their mistakes and said, you know what, Zach Wilson, this ain't it. I could be having James's joy today. But instead, here I am missing out on courtside Knicks tickets to watch Zach Wilson get yeah. sacked six times and miss reads all over the place. Wait three weeks when the Raiders play a non-New York football team. Then we'll see about this joy the Raiders <laughs> have. Do you think James is one of the black hole guys? Like, no. can you see him with the spikes on and the face paint? I assume those guys, he said, I need to get tickets. Don't the spike guys have tickets already? Because if you're going to put all that work into your costume, you can't say, <laughs> you can't oh, I got to go and stop up. No. <laughs> I need two. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, the one thing in the NFL that is just not debatable, we get to that. Also, the latest on our uh, number one show bet that is now pushed to the forefront, to the front burner. Get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Carlos, break this down. Every song now is Ric Flair related. <laughs> what's, what's this one? This one's literally called Ric Flair Drip by Offset. Okay. This is added such a great twist to the Michigan thing, and it might lead to one of the all-time show bets. Ric Flair is now part of the Michigan Wolverines scandal. When we first learned about Connor <laughs> Stallion, yeah. we knew it was big, but we didn't know that Ric Flair was going to be involved. This is just, <laughs> this is the sports cheating scandal that just keeps giving back. At the end of the year, we should send Michigan a gift because this is wonderful stuff. Well, let's get to our amazing clue. I got a one-track mind. I'm not going to be speculating. Can let others speculate that. It's time for Maze and Clue. Got here like a knockoff James Bond. Connor Stallions apparently had 65 different associates that he was sending and deputizing to go to scout future Michigan opponents and steal their signs. But as Perloff mentioned, Ric Flair, the latest person to get swept up in this scandal. Ric Flair was a guest of Michigan. Here's Jim Harbaugh talking about it. Big game atmosphere. Um... In Schembechler Hall, a ton of enthusiasm and excitement, and uh, my energy level was already sky high, but then I uh, got, ne- got a visit from uh, the nature boy, Ric Flair, very close friend, and uh, that just brought the, the enthusiasm to a new level. All right, well, when you turn heel, 
whether you're trying to or not. You got to takes one to know one. So you bring in the nature boy, you bring in Ric Flair, an all-time heel in wrestling. And now he's going to yeah. have some kind of impact on this program. Proloff, explain. Well, so pro wrestling is scripted. Michigan might have the script of the other team. <laughs> it all fits in here. That's true. But this is football. You're always looking for motivation. Michigan play- First of all, Michigan players don't care if they were cheating. This is college football. Everybody cheats. It's no big deal. I think they're looking at all this attention being like, why are you picking on us? We are going to come out there with an extra 10%. I know hopefully in college football you're already playing at 100%. I think they come out 110% with these okay. two tough games against Penn State and Ohio State. All right. I, I think we have to stop saying that everyone was doing it to this degree. I, Clearly, I they don't were know that's not. not true. I do not know that that's not true. 65 people were working on behalf of Michigan to steal signs. That feels like a lot. I don't know if I can name 65 people that I am friends with in sports media. That's the Patriots in their practice squad. I mean, but let alone people I could call up to be like, hey, by the way, can you go spy on this for me? It, yeah, it's definitely against the rule, but I trust you, Division Three random coach who I crossed paths with at a coaching clinic 10 years ago. But this is Weird. Michigan football. I mean, think about it. A high school program in Texas has 27 coaches. You don't think Michigan football has 400 people working in some capacity on something? First of all, forget all those scouts. Well, these Who's... are all over the country. Yeah. You know, different people, like from yeah, different they, programs. Everybody, they're all coaches. They all know each other. I think the hardest part, who inputs all this into the spreadsheet? Because you guys, anybody <laughs> That's who works the hardest at, part? Anyone who works in an office knows that the guy who knows Excel is gets a million questions a day. You don't want to learn Excel because I was like, how do you move this cell over here? Yeah, are you kidding me? The data input of that is got to be incredibly daunting, especially if you have all these people. They don't all have the same filing system. This is a nightmare. They I probably mean, had to hire temps in Ann Arbor to put all these plays in. Task rabbit. You're talking about a guy with a 600-page manifesto. Clearly, he's into busy work. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Actually, I'll bet you that Connor Salians can't do all that paperwork because he's got a lot of travel plans to go on. No, yeah, I, He's got a lot the, of future Michigan Maggie, opponents. Are, I think you're downplaying to a ridiculous amount. The fact that there's a spreadsheet out there with all of Michigan's plays for other teams, everybody is doing this. Okay, I think that was more of a fight fire with fire type of thing because I think that Michigan, it's clear, whether you think this is a big deal or not, they obviously overstepped. They yeah, clearly they overstepped. overstepped. This is college football. You don't think every great team overstepped on the recruiting okay, trail and they for got, years? And they got caught. So no, they now, did not. Alabama never got caught. And no, they obviously were as aggressive as anybody Michigan, on the Michigan, in this sense, got, got caught. caught. Right. They are the ones who have to deal with the consequences. So, yes, not everyone gets caught, but Michigan got caught. You want to know why? Because this web got so big. Because that's getting sloppy. You allowed this low-level staffer to be making these decisions on your behalf, and then, you know, Jim Harbaugh would say, I didn't know anything about it. Like, you can't have it both ways here. You can't have moles from coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, and then also be like, eh, I had no clue. But when you step back, look at this, how stupid this whole thing is. The college football teams have their signs out in the public. They just put them in front of everybody. So you can get 90% of them off TV. The other thing is, what kind of sport does not allow in-person scouting? Andrew Bogus' 10-year-old and under uh, football team has in-person scouting. So that rule sounds so arcane and ridiculous that it's hard to take this scandal seriously to me. Uh, I'm taking it seriously because every twist and turn is just hilarious, number one. but That's not serious. Hilarious is not serious. But Jim Harbaugh might be facing real consequences here, which is the latest is Tony Petiti, who's the commissioner of the Big Ten, has proposed a multi-game suspension, according to the Associated Press and Yahoo. And so maybe you think that Michigan will be fine even if Jim Harbaugh's not on the sidelines. 
I think it does usher in the exit of Jim Harbaugh. I've maintained that since the beginning of this scandal, and even going back to the recruiting scandal and the other scandals that Michigan has had. And I think he's gone, and that is a big deal for Michigan. Do you think Michigan doesn't want him back, or he doesn't want to be there? I don't think he wants to deal with the NCAA anymore, he, or the Big Ten. I don't know. If they bring down the suspension. I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, an NFL team might... The NFL team is already lukewarm on Jim Harbaugh. Obviously, he's been turned down the last three or, three or four times. I think that if they were lukewarm last year, who knows how this affects it. They might be even more lukewarm now. And Michigan... I, I think Michigan loves him right now. If, it's kind of like a certain politician where the more negative things happen to him, the more the fan base more loves him. See, yeah, I think I think he's flying high in Michigan right now. You're seeing a lot of support yeah. in Ann Arbor. Debatable whether that tactic works in Michigan. Funny that that's a <laughs> swing state. But the... The other part of it that affects this show specifically is a certain show bet that's now gone to the front burner. EJ and I believe this will impact Michigan to a certain degree. They're not going to win a college football playoff game. Perloff and Carlos think they absolutely will. Now we need a show bet that somehow centers around Ric Flair or is inspired by Ric Flair just because he happened to pay them a visit. So we're still looking for uh, suggestions. This is a tough one because (laughs) Michigan's got to get to the final four. Small detail here. But, uh, yeah, I got them as a four-point favorite over Oregon in January 1st. Let's go. Go Wolverines. What's that fight song? Dun, dun, Hail dun, to the On the way yeah, to victory. Am I doing Notre Dame or Michigan? I always get the two confused. You were doing a remix of the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, as a mashup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't it Hail to the Victor? I think that's what it's called, yeah. but that's not what it sounds like. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we found out yesterday that Perloff cannot sing a lick. Hell uh, to the... Well, what's a Notre Dame you're song? You're doing Fly Eagles Fly. <laughs> yeah. Did you realize that? I deal with Notre Dame. I think you're tone deaf. <laughs> Thank God you can break dance, though. <laughs> yes. All right, we got to get Paris those. Paris We got to get those three themes ready, Carlos, because they all sound... I'm not going to kill myself on this one. They all sound pretty similar. So you're not wrong on that. There's very little variation in all of these college band songs. Yeah, because but you're all, just not doing the Michigan one. Well, because it's all has to be a lot of tuba and a lot of drum. Right, and they were written like 1910, where <laughs> maybe creativity was a little. <laughs> Maggie's right. I always have to do fly eagles fly. <laughs> we know you but were. Hell to the victor. Hell, hell, mm-hmm. to the Fly Eagles fly. It's not Fly Eagles. Hell to the victory. That's yeah. what I was doing. San Diego Supercharged. It's all the same <laughs> music. It's the same song, everybody. The Notre Dame song is two inches away from the Michigan song. Right. That's Hail Victor's Hail. This is Hail, Hail Victor's. <laughs> Duh. And anyone who doesn't know that is an idiot. Uh, Bogish is here with the headlines. Good morning. Good morning again. Justin Herbert threw for just 136 yards, zero touchdowns, was sacked five times on Monday Night Football, but it did not matter. In the shotgun formation, three wide, looks into a nickel. There's the shotgun snap, a four-man rush, pocket crumbles, he's hit. Ball joined three. It's loose, and it's a fumble at the 50, and it's recovered by Bosa. It's recovered by the Chargers. Kevin Harlan on Westwood 1. Joey Bosa with the strip sack. One of three fumble recoveries for the Chargers. They sacked Zach Wilson eight times in the 27-6 route. Anytime we get something good going, we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot and put us uh, behind the sticks a little bit and, you know, not doing well situationally, I would say. Um, not well in the red zone, not well in third down, so we got to find a way to be better. Wilson's well, offense what are you doing right? <laughs> was 3 of 17 on Yikes. third down, zero touchdowns and two red zone trips. He did complete 33 passes, but 
for 263 yards against the worst pass defense in the NFL. Austin Eckler had two rushing scores. Rookie Darius Davis returned a first-quarter punt, 87 yards for points for L.A., who evens its record at 4-4. Four and four. From yesterday's injury report, Giants QB Daniel Jones did tear his right ACL in Sunday's loss in Vegas. Vikings running back Cam Akers did suffer the second torn Achilles of his career. And Browns tackle Jedrick Wills goes on IR with an MCL injury. He will return this season. You hate to see it, Dartmouth men's basketball starting its season with a yeah. 92-54 loss at number two Duke. Fourth, Wait, what did they lose? What was the uh, score? 92-54. Okay. It was 62-43 at one point. <laughs> then Kyle Filipowski kind of took over. I, I was thrilled with that game. Perloff came in. You came in bragging about the game. I it didn't know amazing. the final score that they lost by 35. <laughs> this is Dartmouth men's basketball. They were in Cameron. That was, uh, hey, Perloff I'll take that. It's almost like giving a pat on the back just because they like figured out the travel logistics to get I to mean, North Carolina from <laughs> New Hampshire. <laughs> Isn't that the MO? There are no bad losses. Everything is fine. Everybody right. else cheats. Somebody else loses by 30. No, Perloff, I mean, nothing really matters. If you would eyeball that team, and I showed you the Duke team, and I showed you the Dartmouth team, to score 50 points for Dartmouth was one of the victories of the year. I was like, it was exciting. <laughs> there were five guys who looked like me going against this uh, this uh, this McDonald's All-American, right. that McDonald's All-American, and Half this seven-footer. Yeah, that entire team is going straight to the league. And Dartmouth, you know, we had a couple backdoor cuts that were crazy impressive. Far more important was fourth-ranked Michigan State. Stunned at home by James Madison, 79-76 in overtime. It's Sparty's first home November loss since 1986 when David Robinson and Navy won in East Lansing. And women's number one, LSU, goes down at home to number 20, Colorado, 92-78. No early season patience from Tigers head coach Kim Mulkey. You live with poor shooting. You live with um, uh, just a tough night offensively. What a coach, or what I don't live with is just guts and fight and physical play. And just, just, you got that, just that dog in you. And I just didn't think we had that tonight. Practice should be fun today. LSU is the <laughs> first. by her sequin coat. <laughs> the ah. first reigning champions opener since UConn in 95. By the way, are we a James Madison sports program team? Uh, I don't really know much. I have to do a lot of research here. <laughs> but the yeah. football team's ranked right now, and the basketball team is winning in Michigan State. Yeah. What is going on here? Where is James Madison? I uh, kind Harrisburg, of Virginia. Oh, it's Virginia? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is the Dukes. Any- the Dukes. Yeah, how is what does that mean? They're ranked and they're undefeated, but they're ineligible for a bowl since they're transitioning from FCS, which is bothering people this year. Yeah, but you know what? We liked it during the NCAA tournament when who was it? Uh, yeah, the 16 seed that got FDU in. That, got FDU in because, um, got in. Merrimack, I think. Right, yes. because another team wasn't eligible even though they won the conference, and that led to you know one of the thrilling moments. So if you liked it during the NCAA yeah. tournament, you can't hate it now. I didn't like it during the NCAA tournament. I was completely unaware of any of this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking losing to your nephew for yes. Tom Izzo. Like, I can already tell. I got two people in my family. One's a cousin, and maybe my nephew is a little young, but they're already going to be better sports broadcasters than I am, and I'm going to be happy for them. But I'm also, that's going to sting a little bit. They're going to be much better than me. See, Is is it bad? Does it hurt to lose to your nephew? But are you, unless they replace you with him, you're not really (laughs) losing to them. Very likely. (laughs) Right. I mean, you want them to be better than you, that's fine. You just can't lose a job to them. I think that's going to happen. But (laughs) If I could forecast... Mm. 
Are they? They're probably. Are there is still going to be sports broadcasters by the time they get to the workplace? <laughs> yeah, we're the, AI. We're the yeah. Ones. I was just saying. Like, I think we're we're the last gasp here, people. I wouldn't worry about. I tell <laughs> the nephew get into some other field. <laughs> I think we're the one AI proof uh, profession. Yeah, tell our tell our corporate bosses that. AI is already on the air. You think that you can manufacture Dig Dak Prescott cost the Cowboys the game? <laughs> I yeah. surely you jest. I mean. Chat GPT knows who the Vancouver Whitecaps are. So. Yeah. <laughs> One step ahead of oh, those oh, come on, Bogus. You're still salty about that. Just because I called you out on one erroneous MLS fact. Uh, the Boston Celtics are losers for the first time this season. 114-109 in OT in Minnesota. But it doesn't sound like head coach Joe Missoula minds too much. Our opponents are always going to bring the best out of us. And so I thought we competed at a high level. I thought um, their defensive toughness outmatched our offensive toughness at times. Um, but I thought we, we played, both teams played a... You know, really good game for game five of the year. From the Perloff School of Breaking Down Games, <laughs> wow. Anthony Edwards scored eight of his 38 in overtime for the T-Wolves. Even Adam Silver isn't going to pretend that anyone on earth cares about what happens in game five of the NBA <laughs> season. There's about nine months of the season left. Did Sorry, bro. Did we care about Friday in the, the play-in game, whatever it's called, the in-season tournament? That's his baby. Uh, actually, I was shocked on Monday morning that EJ didn't come in here and start talking about the in-season tournament. It's still going on, right? Where these <laughs> these are all in-season tournament games. Was that no, game? You're just no, no, no. But I think tonight might be EJ. Yeah. So, so it's it's Fridays and Tuesdays are, are in-season tournament games. Yeah, like the, when you put out the garbage. Um, <laughs> this wow. is my neighborhood. Oh, Maggie, give me a break. Um, the other part is there's there's quadrants. I didn't Wait, know what? That. It's, yeah. group, it's group play. Yeah, so right now play. we're in group play. There's like there's like East A and mm-hmm. West B. Yeah. Wait, did you know that they only played on Tuesdays and Fridays? I didn't no, know. No, I just learned that today. But I I, I learned the quadrants <laughs> last night. Yeah. And I think they did the quadrants based on like ability. So it's one really good team, one good team, one okay team, one crappy team in each four team pod. What? Yeah. I heard that there's and there's an MVP, their odds out on who's gonna win the MVP of the in season tournament. What really? It's EJ right now. I think. <laughs> Look, I'm carrying this. I'm carrying this thing. I'm pushing, pushing the envelope. But I will say, uh, the courts not not the best look for the oh NBA. Oh my god! You I think? was watching the Nets Bulls game on Friday night, which was bright, bright red. I think I got a migraine from yeah. watching that I, game. I got lucky that the Knicks played the Bucks. Maybe, right. The only time I'll ever say I was lucky the Knicks played the Bucks because they haven't beat them in like three years. But I got lucky because the Bucks have one of the few courts that actually kind of look like a normal court. Yeah. Every other court in the NBA, there are these super bright, bold colors. I mean, kind of like Europe, right? Is that the it's theme worse. here? It's worse. It's it almost looks a little bit like if you ever see Overtime Elite. Yeah, yeah. Like, it almost like almost looks like that court, but like times ten. It looks like something where if you're channel surfing, which I don't even know if it exists anymore, but if you're channel surfing, it is designed to like make you stop for a second. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, what is going on there? It's like, oh yeah, this is some three on three basketball tournament that's taking place in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Peak pandemic. It looks almost like a gimmick court in like NBA two K. Like I'm yeah. in some kind yeah. of random right, mode exactly. playing on a bizarro court. With players I created. Yeah. yeah. I've been defending this in-season tournament, yeah. and I'm mm. still really excited about it. But the courts, not, not a good My move. favorite part is the courts. I love every second of it. Give me a red football field. and a, This court is awesome. I don't know what. You guys don't like these crazy courts? These are Absolutely so not. cool. Yeah. Absolutely Burns not. Burns my retinas. I'm, like, the fact uh-huh. that the Knicks are going to be playing on an orange basketball court is going to, at Madison Square Garden, is just is ridiculous. They're going to lose sight of the ball when they dribble. Right, like I mean, I mean, I think so there were some games where they were like, so the Bulls were wearing black, I believe, in that game, and the Nets were in white, and it was a red court, and I didn't know 
I didn't know who was who. Yeah. I didn't well, know who the Bulls were. To be honest, that went out when since when did the home team stop wearing white? I've I've always hated yeah. that. The home team to me should be wearing white. Call Old me school. I know. Call Love me it. get off your lawn, but that's no, no. Has. The worst violation in uniforms is when there's an NFL player wearing either bright yellow gloves or bright yellow cleats. So you think there's a flag on every play. Uh, it's the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs guy. Oh, no, yeah, my, that that is like so Hartman confusing. As a no, my thing right now is I'm, I'm I'm getting tired of the of the players with the multicolored mouthpieces. Like your team wears green and you got a purple mouthpiece. Like what? The one what that is, looks like a pacifier. Yeah, the like pacifiers or these <laughs> random colors like. I'm fine with if you got you want to mess around with the cleats, but like to me, we all see your helmets, we all see your faces. So like <laughs> the, the 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 mouthpieces are really throwing me off now. Bogus, got anything else? Um, MLS yeah. postseason. You want some soccer? Nope. Nope. Okay. See you guys next hour. <laughs> Peace. Thank you, Andrew Bogus. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Coming up is history going to be made in the NFL this year? We'll explain next. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, CBS. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Sports Radio. <laughs> the Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, Defensive Player of the Week was chosen by EJ, correct? So, actually, I'm, I'm going to do something, a little bit of an EP move here. I'm going to pass it off to Carlos, who's done a great job the past <laughs> Look at few him days. Right. Delegating, all right. Yeah, and, and Carlos, he did come up with a, a defensive player of the week and give, put you guys on your toes, maybe. I got to guess. I actually noticed this because I actually scout the defensive player of the week. I'm watching all, all weekend long college and pro, watching hockey, watching basketball, mm-hmm. watching college soccer to see who it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a thought. I saw the, an interview with Kyle Van Noy yesterday that he is one of the stories of the season, and he had a huge game on Sunday. I'm going with Ravens, pass rusher, linebacker Kyle Van Noy. Great story. No. Is it someone on the Ravens? No. All right. Because um, the problem, all the other good defenses played backup, deep backup quarterbacks, so you can't be defensive player of the week for sacking. Uh, did they? I uh, think, is it someone from the Chiefs? No. Uh, yeah, I mean... You can't it, sacking uh, Clayton Toon. Uh, how about Joey Bosa last night? You guys are looking at the wrong position. I know oh, somebody with corner? interceptions. Getting warmer. <laughs> All right, just tell us who it was. All right, I'll give you a, a dead away give hint. Two pick sixes. Oh. Oh. Uh, more from Kenny, the Colts. Kenny Moore, Kenny Moore. second from yeah. the Indianapolis yes. Colts. And thank you for bringing that up because I'm the dope who took the Carolina Panthers plus the two and a half. I'm the do- I hate myself. Can how I just can you- tell you my bets this week that yeah. just I know nobody whatever. This is how bad I am. I went over three. Everybody on the Raiders gets the new coach bump 
except for the Devontae Adams over six and a half receptions. <laughs> Every single person had the game of their life, except for Devontae Adams. Because he's the only guy catches. that still doesn't want to be there. <laughs> four catches. Oh my gosh. Had him six over six and a half. Thought, oh, they're, of course they're going to feed him. No. I thought I had, that you had Devonta Smith. No. <laughs> you had no. Devontae Adams? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. I am the dummy who picked the Panthers plus the two and a half, not realizing, of course, last week was their Super Bowl when they played the Texans. Kenny Moore's got two pick sixes. Just dumb. Bryce Young's bad. They're going to win a bunch of games. Sure. Great. I'm not betting on them. They don't have their draft picks, so they're the only team that's going to be trying in the last month of the season. But go ahead. And then last night, I'm the idiot who took the Jets over 40. It was 40. The score is 26 to uh, 20. What was it? 27 to 6. When CJ Ozama drops a wide open touchdown with 25 seconds left on the clock. So they would have had to kick the extra point. At least I could have gotten a push. I'm going nuts. (laughs) I guess so bad at this rough, rough weekend. Thank you, EJ. It's that kind of, that kind of directly to the point insight that we need around here. (laughs) Yes. It's a rough weekend. for me. It was a big under week. It was a huge under, 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 under. Anyway, enough about me. Yeah. Uh, I think I went one and two, by the way. I, I actually did not. I was, because we didn't post our picks on our Twitter feed, so I didn't know who I picked. So I was randomly rooting <laughs> against for the Your under. Picks? I was randomly rooting for the under in the Browns game, and I just convinced myself that I made that pick. You did it, make that pick. Yeah. This was so easy. How could There were so many bad quarterbacks. Just I told you, actually, you could pick any of the injured quarterbacks. The Rams... The Rams-Packers didn't come within 20 points of hitting their total. Okay, but if you had bet, you know, against the Vikings, thinking you were getting Jaron Hall, you yeah. got Josh Dobbs, you know, the greatest quarterback in the universe. You know, I almost did pick that game <laughs> because I, I said I didn't know. Jaron Hall looked great when he was in there, too. I think he could have won that game as well. 855-2124-CBS. Uh, okay, we got a lot going on. We've got last night's game and why Aaron Rodgers would be a fool to come back this season, and we've got more on the Michigan sign-stealing scandal, latest details, and how does Ric Flair factor in? TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively... Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.